Oh, hi, I'm Phil Thomas, an exploration geologist and CEO of Spay Resources Corp. Our code is SPEY, and um, we're exploring for lithium in two solars, Incahuasi and Pasitos in Argentina. And we've just completed an exploration program in Incahuasi, so we'll be looking to start a production program in the near future. Well, I, hello, Phil, and welcome to our show. Thanks for coming aboard. Um, lithium, obviously, um, really firing on all cylinders at the at the moment into the EV uh, revolution that everyone is talking about. Um, can you give us a bit of background on you and how long you've been with the company? Yeah, sure. Look, I've only been with the company uh, two months, and uh, I've been working as a consultant uh, prior to that. Um, but my background goes back to AIS Resources, where I was president and CEO, and we optioned um, one of the or two of the four projects we had in the Pasitos Solar to Spay Resources. And uh, unfortunately, Spay was uh, halted in trading for 12 months, and so they optioned Pasitos 1, which is an 800-hectare property, to recharge resources who are drilling uh, right at the moment. Um, I've had 20-odd years experience in lithium, probably one of the more experienced guys around the traps. Um, I basically discovered the Rincon project, um, got it into pilot plant production, um, sold it, and, of course, recently it's been sold for um, uh, $655 million, uh, for, for to Rio Tinto. I sold it back in 2008 in the GFC for $21 million. So it just goes to show what an increase in lithium price does to properties. Uh, then I explored uh, Pozuelos. Um, then I uh, joined AIS Resources in 2016 and explored Washitok, um, Vilama, uh, uh, Salinas Grandes, uh, Inkawasi. So I've, I've had about um, a significant amount of experience both um, drilling, exploring and putting projects into production. And um, for my sins, I'm also... Uh, Managing Director of EcoSolve, which is a new direct lithium extraction solvent exchange system that um, we were working on, uh, been working on for the past four years, and now we have eight contracts to deliver um, EcoSolve systems, of which Spay is going to be the first um, recipient of that system. Well, okay. Thanks thanks for that. I appreciate that. Um, So um, tell me about the trading hold. When did they come off? That it, it came off about uh, two, about three months ago. Um, it was uh, partly to do with the reverse takeover of um, New Tech Lithium, which um, had the options over Pasitos uh, and the Inkawasi properties, and um, and then the BCSC decided that it was a was an RTO, not a acquisition, and so um, they made the Spay executives go through that twelve month period. Also. Parallel to that, um, I was, as the project director, doing the five exploration wells at the Inca Hussey Salar, and we needed a 43-101 um, to be done on that. And, of course, it was right in the middle of COVID. In fact, Tola Grandi, which was um, about 45K away, I think they had something like 45 out of 120 people with COVID. So just getting onto the property was a was a challenge, notwithstanding doing a 43-101. But we got it done, and... Um, that's now on CEDAR, and you can see it on the company website. Right, okay. Spayresources.ca. Okay, and so, so tell me about the sort of structure of the team, because it, it kind of feels like it's been a sort of, it's been a finance team set up here in terms of lo- lo- lots of, um, you know, 
bells and whistles and tweaking things, but not really kind of moving moving forward. And um, you're the kind of, I guess, the, the the big signing here, the big big new signing, the big quarterback. Um, what was your brief? What what are they tr- what are they asking you to do to help them move forward? In three years, have one point four billion dollars a year in revenue. Right. Is that realistic? It is, and I'll tell you why. Um, during my 20 years, I've uh, developed a lot of relationships and seen a lot of transactions in Argentina. So I'm the cornerstone. Um, I'm like the policeman directing the traffic, notwithstanding I'm a very seasoned um, uh, Brian, lithium brine geologist and also uh, a fellow of the Australian Institute of Mining Metallurgy, a member of AIG and a director of the Australian Institute of um, Mineral Values and Appraisers. So... I, I have some uh, fairly strong ethical uh, considerations sitting around me as well. But notwithstanding that, um, those those um, affiliations, uh, we have uh, four geologists, we have a uh, two geohydrologists, we have um, two legal teams, um, we have uh, a logistics manager second to none, um, but most importantly, we've got a system in place where we get 280 pesos to the dollar, whereas the National Australia National uh, Bank of Argentina rate is uh, 143. How do we do it? There are nine exchange rates in Argentina. So um, being obviously familiar with how everything works, we set that up in the early days. And so now we, we can get the EVA, which is 21%, which is a big chunk, um, back from our expenditure. And shortly we'll be registered as a mining company because we own uh, in Kawasi and Candela uh, too, which is the, the tenement name or the mine name. And so we'll get the double depreciation and all the other benefits that Argentina is handing out for mining companies. Right. But you know, you raised recently what, t- t- 2.75 million, was it something, something like that? Uh, 3.7, 3.7 million Canadian. 3.7 Canadian. Okay. Still not a chunk of change in the context of driving a company within a three year time frame to 1.3 billion. Uh, a, a year. It, how, how, how do you make that seismic leap each year to get to that point and where's the revenue come from? Okay, that's a, it's a two-stage strategy really. The first stage is putting production wells um, and because AIS Resources drilled Positos in 218, we got about 130,000 litres an hour um, and so now we're, we're twinning those wells um, to make sure that we that's the number. Um, make sure we get those big aquifers and then we need to produce about 25,000 megalitres a year of brine to get to 10,000 tonnes of lithium, which on a long-term contract basis is about $40,000 a tonne. On a spot basis, currently it's 80,000. It'll probably wander back to you know the 50s or 60s um, over the next two-year period. The, the second part of the strategy is that we're going to use debt and um, we're going to use uh, an offtake contract, which you would have seen our announcement two days ago with the Australian group Richlink, and they have two very large Chinese um, uh, lithium product manufacturers, and they want lithium chloride, and the EcoSol system generates lithium chloride. So um, we have a, a plan there where we'll do a pre-sale um, at spot for two and a half thousand ton, and if you do the numbers at forty thousand tons, that's a hundred million, um, and that that gets us going to repay our debt that we need, um, which is about seventy million, 
and um, we'll have a prepay of seventy million, or we'll have a prepay of hundred million, but we'll only need seventy of it to um, pay for the plant completely. So in one quarter, it's basically done. The the, the second part of the strategy is um, in the next twelve months, EcoSolve is going to put in twenty five million US, um, and we will put in twenty five million US, which will be probably half debt, half equity and build um, one, a one-tenth plant, which will be a 1,000 tonnes, which will generate, uh, we'll have to sell it in the spot market, somewhere between 70 and $80 million. So we'll have a 10 million surplus on the cost of the plant, which we can amortise, obviously, over a longer, much longer period of time. Um, and that'll give us a price earnings index. So when we go to raise that money, we won't be raising at the current price. We'll be probably raising it, um, if you do the price earnings multiple calcs, on the number of shares we've got out, which is roughly uh, 109 million, um, it, it comes up to about 80 or 90 cents a share. So, and that's just on a PE on a thousand ton plant. And then we can add the additional modules to bring us up to 10,000 tonnes. Right, okay, so so help, help people, because there's, there's sort of danger of people thinking, oh, this is a bit of a spreadsheet exercise. Yeah, I, want, I want to get down to the, the realities of how this gets done. So the prepay, obviously super, super important with Richlink. Um, what are the conditions precedent on that before they release capital, capital to you? And um, you seem to be kind of going straight through to production plant. There's no kind of phasing or testing or demonstration plant, plant demonstration plant. How, how do you justify that? Let, let me fill you in on that. So what happened last year was we we pumped 11,000 litres um, an hour from Inkawasi, from the Candela 2 uh, mine, and we shipped 600 litres to the pilot plant uh, that EcoSolve have at the University of Melbourne. We used three laboratories to test the final product and uh, we did it three times. Plus, just to be sure, we we took some brine from Pasuelos, which is uh, over the hill from Pasitos, to test it as well. Out of the three tests, we also tried some brine that had very, very low levels of lithium in it, 37 ppm, almost just a smell of lithium. And we managed to recover 34 ppm of lithium. So we got a 96% recovery rate. So we thought, maybe that's too good to be true. Let's do it on 200 litres and see how that goes. We got exactly almost within uh, 0.1 of a percentage point, a 96% recovery. Because the EcoSolve system only takes out the lithium in the, in the solvent and doesn't touch any other element, you can't help but get pure lithium because it, it doesn't absorb anything else. So when we wash it uh, with acid, we get a um, fantastic result of um, lithium chloride because we use um, hydrochloric acid to, to clean the solvent and we produce very, very high quality lithium chloride. If we add it to sodium carbonate, we easily produce 99.5, 99.6% purity lithium carbonate and getting 96% of the lithium out of the brine. So with all that development work, which took four years, um, we're finally at the situation where um, the proof of uh, concept has been done, the proof of the pilot plant has been done, um, and, and I guess the other point which is, I have to labour on is we're using solvent exchange. It's been around for 50 years. You can see jumbo column systems um, at Rio Tinto run for uranium. Um, you can see them all around the world. It's, it's not rocket science. What the rocket science is, 
is the, the application to lithium, and there are two aspects of it that uh, you can't find in a, in a normal textbook, a chemical engineering textbook. So uh, from that point of view, we're, we're very, very positive. We've done a detailed risk analysis uh, on spreadsheets and on, um, on, on risk management, and we're down to like 99.5% probability of success. Okay, so the, the EcoSolve um, pilot plant in Mel at Melbourne University, you said, um, th that has that's obviously you've done the testing with them, but has that been ramped up to scale? Is it being used elsewhere? You mentioned you've got eight contracts. So, you know, who's sort of successfully using this technology today on a commercial basis? Yeah, look, it, 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 it doesn't need to be um, – the, the, there's kind of two answers. Yes, it's been done on a on a hundred thousand ton plant, but only for uranium, not lithium. What's the difference? The difference is the solvent and the way that you operate it. In solvent exchange, there are tanks which um, you which are used for for uranium, copper, um, nickel, and other other metals um, for soybean oils for a whole range of of tasks. And then there are columns, and the columns are the fast reaction solvents. So we're, we're using columns because it takes 22 seconds to take the lithium out of the brine. And we do 10 washes because there's a, uh, a chemical curve that we, we can follow to see whether we've maximised the recovery of the lithium. And, um, and so we're right on that curve at the 10th wash. So there's no point taking it from 94% to 94.2% by doing another wash because it, it, from a time and from a recovery point of view, it doesn't make sense. So, uh, yes, we've, we've looked at it operating in jumbo applications, um, not for lithium. Um, we believe from the work that we've done and from the work that other people have done, the scale up isn't really a relevant question. It's because what you're saying is, um, if it works in in a, a thirty liter pilot plant, what do you need to manage to work in a ten thousand ton plant? And the answer is nothing because the pro the the process time is so fast. So, so what you do, you just you have lots of modules. Is it? I mean, how, what do you mean? There's no, there's no issue with kind of scaling it up because I think you know lithium, like uranium, actually very, very technical um, product. People you know talk about how hard it is, the skills required to do it, um, and to kind of step up from you know, you know lab pilot demo to full commercial seems to be people's the, the conversation seems to be it's it's complicated or else everyone would be doing it. So why is it so easy for you? Everyone else is doing it. There's more than uh, 120,000 uh, solvent exchange plants around the world, but no one's doing it for lithium. And the reason why we did it with lithium was because the magnesium in the brine is so high that iron exchange, uh, absorption, um, reverse osmosis, um, uh, fractional crystallization, all of those technologies don't work because of the size of the magnesium ion um, playing its role with hydroxides or, or other um, chemicals. The beauty of lithium is that it has a high EV and it's a very, very small um, atom. So when you when you combine it in with a hydrocarbon, um, that's the only thing that gets let, let into, the, into the solvent. So we don't have to worry about other elements coming in. And this is where there's some confusion in that all those other pilot plants and, and um, you know, if you're doing nickel, if you're doing cobalt, uranium, etc., you've got a whole bunch of other materials 
running around that you have to try and separate, whereas we don't have that issue. We're, we're putting all the magnesium, all the potassium, sodium, calcium back into the solar. All, all we've got in our mixture is lithium, nothing else. Okay, so in, in terms of the environmental component, um, you're not going to get any kind of kickback. We've seen a, a bit of that happening down in South America. Um, can I just ask about, come back to the rich thing, the, the question I asked earlier, which was, what are the conditions precedent on them releasing the capital? What do you need to have done? Because they obviously are bought into the um, EcoSolve eco uh, as, as a solution for the, the extraction of lithium. But what do you need to have done yourselves before they say, right, here's the money, here's the debt? It is debt they're providing, is it? Yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be debt um, for the for the big plant uh, for the um, thousand ton plant um, as part of the twenty five million. Although at this stage I haven't um, subscribed to that one hundred percent because we may um, do that with equity, especially if the share price is heading north of fifty cents. Um, because it's only another 50 million shares and when you do all the PE calculations it, it, it makes it worthwhile but um, for the 10,000 ton plant yes it'll be a, a combination of debt not from the Chinese from others secured on the plant and then from the Chinese the pre-sale will be us having run the 1,000 ton plant for a couple of weeks or a couple of months uh, depending on what they require but delivering them with lithium chloride um, uh, product which we already have right now in Melbourne. We've got a, uh, a couple of hundred grams of um, lithium chloride that we, we produced um, and, and lithium carbonate. So um, it's, it's your typical framework agreement where it'll be a letter of credit. Um, there'll be specific circumstances of quality, quantity in that letter of credit. And, um, and so off we go um, uh, for the delivery, but the pre-sale cash um, will be offset against the letter of credit. So, so the, the your normal trading terms will be there, but it's just that there'll be a pre-sale agreement sitting beside it. Right. Okay. And there's there seems to have been. I mean, myself, I made sort of reference to it earlier. I think obviously the guys have been sort of spinning plates or, or juggling or whatever analogy you want to use, just trying to try and um, get interest in the concept which you you, you have introduced to the company. Um, so there've been there's been a lot spent on marketing. You've just come back from a road show. Well, in fact, tell me about that. So you've been on road show, had lots of lots of meetings. Um, share price hasn't really moved uh, much um, as as a result. What what is it that they're missing, or what is it that they're waiting for you to deliver before they would say, right, this this feels like you can hit this billion plus three year time frame. Look, I, I think it's it's um, a, a number of factors. One, we have huge volume. Like we're trading anywhere between one million and three million shares a day, which if you have a look at all the lithium stocks, uh, they're nowhere near that amount of, of shares going through. Um, if you look at um, our position, we were up to 65 cents at one stage. Um, there's a lot of sellers um, coming in. There was a placement at 17. So um, some of the day traders are selling and eventually they'll get cleaned out and have to come back in at 24, 25. Um, I think the milestone of doing a production well in uh, Positos and coming up with a flow rate with a uh, lithium assay and the same thing in hole number five at Inkawasi, that will um, signal to people that um, it's on. And uh, and so what we'll do is we'll we'll basically 
uh, continue with three holes in, in Kawasi and then figure out how many more we need to produce 10,000 tonnes a year, which gives us our 700 million at spot, 400 million at, um, at, at long-term contract. And then at Positos, exactly the same thing, um, drilling uh, one or two holes because uh, we already know there's another two holes there on Positos 1, um, and, and that will then give us a trigger that we're, we're in the business to run. Unlike all the other guys that, that are building ponds, um, you know, Argosy and, and uh, Gallon and so forth, um, at different Salars, but we don't have that time frame. We can, we're building now um, and, and working with EcoSol's um, banking people to get that project up and running because we already know from the AIS work in 2018 roughly what the lithium values were. They're around sort of 150 ppm, and uh, we know that the EcoSol system can deliver 143. Um, so we can use that as uh, when we're doing our calculations. Okay, and, and, and just in terms of the, the who owns what, right? Because obviously you, um, the, the company space coming from a sort of low, low, res, low base, um, you know, what... You've stepped in, which is great. Um, you know, credit to them with, with your background. EcoSolve, obviously, providing the IP, as as it were, and the solution. Here, what what's the financial arrangement? Who who gets what in that in that relationship? Uh, EcoSolve gets a five percent royalty, which is its uh, license fee, um, and that was done way back with New Tech Lithium before the the takeover, and then the um, contract was assigned to Spay Resources. Um, so that's been in place for quite a while. Um, and uh, EcoSolve has a separate board of directors and um, and then Spay uh, has its board of directors and um, at the moment we're adding another, uh, we just added Jose, Jose Castillo Alem, um, unbelievable experience, chemical engineer, a um, lot of experience in iron exchange, uh, worked for Oracobra for... Uh, a number of years was the country manager till 2014. Uh, prior to that, had a lot of good um, iron exchange experience with FMC. Um, he's on the board of Lithium Chile, um, and also um, got his own exploration company. Has written a fantastic book um, on on a range of topics uh, in the lithium industry. So uh, he, uh, Jose and I um, have had some fantastic discussions about how to build the business. Clearly, living in Salta, he, he knows what's going on from day to day, whereas I only find out week to week. Um, and, and so he's, <laughs> he's uh, got the nose to the grindstone, so to speak, um, and, and gives our people to, in Salta someone to talk to, to uh, in my absence, but, um, uh, which, is, which is great. Okay, um, so, so, so just yeah. so, just on EcoSoft, so five percent royalty. What what about other remuneration for them? I mean, they've they've got to kind of use their own balance that's sheet, it. kind of really. That's it, five percent. Yep. Okay, yep. Net. Yep. Um, with, with the with the with the plant with the mini thousand ton mini plant, um, it'll be fifty fifty percent owned, and then um, Spay will pay a, a, a premium to buy their share out. Because obviously we'll be producing um, seventy million dollars a year, roughly in in revenue. So um, uh, to be fair to to them, we would pay. We'll, we intend to pay a premium to take their share out, and then that gives us one tenth of the plant, and uh, they can put in another nine um, uh, columns and uh, a few more motors, um, the extended software system, and and off we go. 
Interesting point we didn't mention, the EcoSolve system only uses 130 litres of water for every 1,000 tonnes of lithium chloride. So all the problems that SQM and others have got with water um, and up in Kachari and Olores, everyone's chasing water. In fact, water is almost as expensive as lithium up there at the moment. Um, not quite, I'm only joking, but it, it is expensive and it is rare. Um, so we don't, we're not faced with that problem. Right. Okay. And, and, and again, just again, sorry about this. I just need to understand how the money flows. And then Richling, um, they're, what, they're obviously doing a, um, a, a prepay a component. There's obviously potentially some other ch- Chinese debt providers, et cetera. What, what does, what does Spay actually end up with? What, what do they end up owning? Um, in terms of the future revenues and um, what will they, well, what's the, what would their debt position be and how quickly, well, I, I assume if you if you hit your billion dollar target, it's kind of a, a, irrelevant. You'll, you'll be able to pay everything back. But you've got to go through these phases. You've got to get some debt, some equity at higher prices, as you say. Um, what's the next three years look like in terms of the, on the money side of things for you and your own balance sheet? Um, without any uh, bells and whistles added on, uh, 25 million equity placement, um, probably before that a 10 million equity placement uh, for production well drilling, testing, uh, flow tests, um, working with um, EcoSolve, paying for pre-engineering, etc., etc. So probably a max of 35 million, somewhere between 25 and 35. Um, and then we, we have out of that 25 will, um, that's a 25 US amount that will go into the pilot plant with, uh, EcoSol's 25. And then about a year from that date, we will be generating, um, let's use a long-term contract figure of, uh, 40,000. So we'll be generating, um, uh, $40 million a year of income. Could be as high as seventy million, um, and out of that forty million of income, we have to pay EcoSol five percent license fee. We have to pay uh, two thousand five hundred and forty dollars per ton to the Argentinian government for their royalty, the four and a half percent royalty, um, and um, pretty much that's it. Okay, okay, understood, understood. Then once we've got that in the second and end of the second year, um, which will be kind of t- uh, December January. 2425 um we will be putting in um the prepayment facility whether it's with richlink or whether it's with another company and richlink uh, we're still yet to define that um and what we'll do is um there's a couple of new york banks uh operating in latin america and argentina um which will basically uh, uh give us 70 million and we would look for another 70 million um a to buy out EcoSolve for their share and B to put the other um, columns in. And then um, if you use 700 a ton, uh, $70,000 a ton, I should say, for lithium, um, and you've got 20,000 tonnes in production, that's where you get your 1.4 billion. If you've got one 10,000 tonne plant in production at a, at a long-term contract price at the moment, which is about $40,000, dollars $40 to $50,000 a year, um, call it fifty to make the maths easy. Um, you've you've got five hundred million. If you've only spent one hundred and thirty um, divided by three, and you can pretty much figure out that you got a four month payback. So the pay the payback if you're shipping quarterly two and a half thousand tons, 
it's almost in the first quarter you you pay back all your debt. Okay, okay, fine. The the pre-engineering money. So that's what I was trying to get to with um, Ecos. I was trying to understand like, if they've got to wait for this NSR, that's a long ways off. So they're having to kind of carry their costs. So you, you will contribute some sort of pre-engineering cost to what they're doing, yeah? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Spay, okay. Spay will be funding all its engineering costs, and that's why we need, need to raise okay. the, that's the, a big deal. The, the extra $10 million um, to to get all that done. But um, having said that, um, we're already up to Class A um, estimates that Ecosolve are doing in terms of, you know, reinforced fiberglass tanks. We know what the shakers look like. We know we know the cost of the um, solvents. We're applying for the licences. We've got three environmental permits um, underway at the moment, one for the pipeline, one for the actual processing and one for the return of the um, brine back into the solar and, and other locations. And um, we're also putting a, a small desal plant in, or we have plans to put a small desal plant in so the local community can have fresh water because, as I said, it's, it's getting um, more and more rare. And um, and the beauty of a desal plant is it operates much more efficiently at 3,500 metres above sea level um, when you've got plenty of sun and um, freezing cold mornings, condensation is just a cracker. And, um, and the other thing is that you've got plenty of flat land and uh, plenty of wind. So you've got all the, all the prerequisites that you would need to have a highly tuned desal plant and plenty of solar power um, to drive it because that's the big problem with desal plants is energy. Um, and if you've got a megawatt of, um, of uh, solar power there backed up by a diesel generator, you're home and host. Right, okay. So the, I asked you earlier about you know what, what are the concerns that people had when you were going on, on your road show. You've, you've explained a few of those and, and maybe a few of these new shareholders get washed out um, and they can hold on to their warrants and that's great. But it's still you know a, a small company, you know just over 20 million in, in market cap. You've had a few kind of false starts in terms of the you know shares going on a rip and then falling, falling back, back again. So you, you're laying out a story of a much more kind of, I guess, pro- professional um, company who've got a process to deliver your, your vision, uh, which, which is great. Is one of the other kind of long poles in the tent, as it were, the fact that it's Argentina, the whole environmental um, issues we're seeing more broadly in South America, um, and, you know, lithium obviously is... Um, it's it's much needed, uh, much wanted by OEMs and car manufacturers, battery manufacturers broadly. Um, but there are some restrictions on the way that that mining companies are, you know, judged and viewed in country. We've seen a lot of you know NGOs. We've seen a lot of local unrest, etc. So how, how do you deal with that side of things? The University of Melbourne um, has a very very strict ESG um, compliance framework. And you remember they're the, they're the master license holder. EcoSolve is the commercial license, uh, licensor. Um, and everybody that signed up, including Spay, um, and some of the other companies will be, um, held to that framework. Um, that is music to the ears of most of the NGOs. Um, it helps the Argentinian government because they don't have a University of Melbourne ESG framework. Um, so that'll be delivered to them on a plate. Um, and, and also, there are very few CEOs that have got um, postgraduate experience as geologists in brines, in chemistry, in geophysics, which I was fortunate enough to acquire over the years and, and have the chemistry background as well as 
having 15 years in investment banking. Um, so I, I can kind of drive the agenda uh, both ways, plus um, having been beaten up in um, in the various years in Argentina when the <laughs> when the uh, peso went from four pesos to forty pesos almost overnight, and inflation hit fifty four percent and stayed there, and we all said, "No, it'll come down, it'll come down." And of course, it hasn't come down. So, and and I'm used to working in a US peso economy, so we're we're very well prepared. Um, and, and it's really just a function of, you know, I've been a CEO of four other lithium companies uh, at five or six years at a time and, and build along. So I know what to expect. And 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 with uh, Jose on board as well, um, you know, I get to hear the minute of, of politics and, and what's happening. And, you know, water, the peso exchange rate um, and, and doing the right thing via the community in the sense of, getting their agreement and, you know, the Positos <coughs> community is delighted that we're there because they know and they're experiencing now, you know, the, the restaurant's full, um, that we've rented some land, we've got a 10,000-litre diesel tank on board, you know, all the things that they want, we delivered in a matter of weeks. So, um, yeah, we, we, we're feeling very positive working in Argentina. Great. Okay. And so on the environmental side, that's, that, that's, that's very comforting. Um, more broadly, you know, last year, you know, talks of nationalization uh, as well. There's, there's no kind of legislating for that, I, I suspect. Um, what's, what's the actual reality on the ground? Because <clears throat> you've got a very technical solution from which to extract lithium. It, you're saying it's, it's better than, you know, the brine ponds um, solution in terms of how, qu- how quick it is and how less, how much less water it uses, et cetera. Does that hold you in kind of good, good stead um, when you're having it these does, conversations yeah. lately? And, yeah. Everybody asks you how much water are you going to use? That's the first question, not how much lithium you're going to produce. So, um, you know, and, and, and that's critical. And when they hear, and understand, and I show them the the mass balances for the for the uh, system. Uh, they quickly realise that we are not a water user at all, and um, in fact, uh, we're probably a net water producer. Um, but the 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 other issues that people are worried about um, is the the general um, uh, well being of the communities, and and so. When we were running Admiralty Resources at Rincon, we, we helped out with dental care. We helped out with um, resources they couldn't access um, just because, A, the cost and, B, the availability, um, and, and that was well received. And we're going to do the same thing again. Um, we have um, uh, a group um, that does uh, cleft palate surgery, um, and we're going to arrange for them to, to come in um, and, uh, and help the kids that have got cleft palates. Um, the Smile Bike Club, I think it's called. But, uh, yeah, so so there's, there's lots of things we can do to assist the community um, apart from jobs and, and obviously um, uh, increasing the, the gross product of uh, Argentina. Well, look, Phil, um, I really appreciate you giving us the time today and sort of run, running us through this. Um, looks like you, you you are driving some big step changes in the organisation. You know, EcoSolve, it'll be interesting to see how that um, progresses and, and gets fi- and the whole project gets financed, I, I, I guess. What are, the, what are the kind of moments that we should be looking to next what, 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 if, if we're observing from afar? I think, you know, uh, from, from a geology point of view, I think it's the, the production um, uh, milestones, uh, both in Candela and, and in uh, Positos, um, and any new acquisitions. Um, I'm uh, encouraging um, the board to 
reshape itself um, to be running a $500 million organisation, not a, a small um, uh, listed company. Um, and that's got some some changes. They're not going to happen overnight, um, but they'll they'll change as we go through the process. Um, and and I guess investors should be watching for for contracts with the EcoSolve mini plan system, um, and you know lodging forty three one hundred ones because we've got a um, two measured uh, two um, inferred, indicated, and measured, and then we've got a proven and probable. And then we've got basically the proven problem going to a banking feasibility statement, more for the board um, than um, a prerequisite to get approval for the board because um, we've got such a, a wealth of data from um, our, our friends at EcoSolve that um, we're, we're comfortable with that right now. It's just a matter of we have to figure out the flow rate, um, which will come from our pumping tests and what our average lithium value is, and then we can work out what size plant we need. So we can say whether it's a 10,000 litre plant, a 25, a 50, a 40, a 30, we can get the size of the plant and then um, and then off we go. And we're assuming it's going to be about 35,000 litres at Positos and about 25,000 litres at, um, at at Candela 2 at Inkawasi. Okay, Phil. Appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thanks, Matthew. All the best.